listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast, a ministry of Seven Rivers Church in Citrus County, Florida. Here at SRSM, we believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. Visit our website at sevenrivers.org backslash students. listening. All right, turn to Ephesians 5, I mean 6, chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. Listen up. All right, so we're starting a new series. It's going to be on talking about things in culture that we are experiencing, that you guys are experiencing, and we're going to try to engage it with God's word and scripture. And so one of the things that all of you guys are, are sons and daughters. You guys have fathers and mothers You guys have parents, and the Bible talks about this and what it looks like to follow God as a son and a daughter. Now listen, the reason why I want to talk about this is because in our culture, in the current cultural moment that we live in, it is pretty well accepted that kids will be kids, boys will be boys, and girls will be girls. They will disobey, and it's okay. It's all right. They're just kids. They will disobey you. Parents expect that their kids will disobey them. That's accepted in our culture. But God's word says something different about how sons and daughters should act and behave. And God's word actually says, no, it's not okay that you disobey. So raise your hand in this room if any of you guys have ever disobeyed your parents. Let me tell you right now, it's not okay. It is not okay. When I, uh, well, actually, I'll share the story later. Let's read together Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4. And if you brought your own Bible and you have a pen, um, I'll let you know things that you can maybe highlight or circle. If you have your own notebook, great, I love it. Um, If you have your own notebook, I'll let you guys have little points where you can write things down. So listen. This is God's word spoken to you. This is Paul. He's writing to a church in Ephesus. And in Ephesus, there's kids. And guess what? They disobey their parents just like you. And this is what God's word says to them. He speaks, Paul speaks to children. He says, children, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade students, obey your parents. Underline, obey, circle it, highlight it. Obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Highlight, circle, right. Honor, highlight, circle, honor. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in discipline and instruction of the Lord. It is not normal 
and natural actually for you to disobey. Culture says it is, but God's word says it's not. You have disobeyed, I have disobeyed, but God's word says obey. The first point that if you have a notebook you can write down is it is right. Why should we obey? Because it is right. Look at verse one in Ephesians six. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Listen, it's not okay that you've disobeyed your mom and dad. The disobedience of your parents and all of us raised our hands and said, we have disobeyed your disobedience. It's a sin. And because of this sin, you deserve the wrath of God and his judgment. When you are disobeying your parents, what is at the core of that? It's you're not loving them. When you disobey them, it's you're loving the way you do things over the way they want you to do things. You're disrespecting them. You're breaking their trust. You are betraying them. And you're actually, what you're doing at the core of your disobedience of your mom and dad is you're telling them, I'm not your son and I'm not your daughter. I don't listen to you and I do not respect you. When you disobey your parents, even if it feels so small, so little, even if they'll never know, you're rejecting them. You're not loving them. You're rejecting their love for you. When I was a teenager, I disobeyed my dad. It was pretty bad. It was so bad that my dad asked me to actually leave the house. I was so disrespectful. I was so disobedient that I wasn't even safe for me to be at home. And so I spent a night, I didn't sleep at all, but I went and found, I was in the suburbs, okay? Don't think the streets or something like that. Like, this is like a very safe area. I slept, I tried to sleep on a wooden, uh, like fake wood, wood, you know, like park bench. It was like uh, plastic kind of, it's awful. I would have preferred wood, wood over the plastic. I slept, I tried to sleep on one of those. I rejected him. I severed relationship with my father. And that disobedience, that big disobedience, severed our relationship in that moment. But all your little ones, maybe you've done little things, all of it is severing your relationship with your parents. The only way and the right way to be a child is to listen to your mom and dad and to do what they say. What you have to do is trust that what they tell you to do and what they're asking you to do is coming from a place of love for you. You might not understand but they love you, even though they're asking you to do something you don't want to do. Trust that what they tell you to do and ask you to do is for your life to flourish. They have lived longer than you. They understand more than you. You have to realize that you are not able to fully comprehend what they are comprehending. And you have to surrender that you don't know enough. You have to surrender that they are the parents that God has given you and God has called you to honor and obey them and they love you. Your parents love you so much that if I were to ask every single one of them, would you die for your son or daughter? They all would say yes without hesitation. They would die for you. Even the person who said, eh, it's not true. You're lying to yourself. 
your parents, no matter how awful your relationship might be with them, would give their life up for you in a heartbeat. Listen, if they're willing to wipe your butt, if they're willing to feed you in the middle of the night every three hours as a baby and you survived that, if you made it through that and you're in middle school now, they love you, okay? I'm just saying, I am saying to you right now, you are like, prove it that my parents love me. I'm like, have a baby and raise, raise a little baby, okay? You'll realize your parents love you, okay? I did not realize how much my parents loved me until I had a child. And I was like, okay. I will never doubt again their love for me. Um, listen, they love you so much. There's a uh, famous football player who's actually in the intensive care unit right now. Um, his name's Peyton Hillis. And listen up, listen up. He's in the hospital because his kids were drowning in the ocean. And he went out there and he held them above the water while he drowned and suffocated until they could get to safety. He held his children above the water. He could not breathe. And he carried them into shore. You do not understand why your parents are asking you to do something. You do not understand it. You may never understand it right now. Even when you don't feel like obeying them, even when you can't understand, you have to know that they love you. Obey your parents because it is right. But also obey them because God says so. This is the second point if you're writing notes. God commands it. Obey your parents because God commands it. In, verse, in chapter six, verse two, it says, honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. You know the 10 commandments? It says, honor your father and mother. There's 10. God's like, hey, listen, I gave you a lot of commandments. Let's boil it down to 10. One of them is honor your mother and father. And all you guys have broken it. And you know what God says in the, in, in his, in, in the Pentateuch, in the Torah, the law? He says that those who sin, those who break his commandments, they deserve death. They deserve punishment. You said, what? Did you say to note that with? Note what with? Well, like, note the verse. The verse, uh, Ephesians 6, uh, verse 2. Note on the, that he commands that in Exodus 20, in the Ten Commandments, make note that this is a commandment, a Ten Commandment of God. So listen, when you, this is where it gets a little more complicated. So you think, oh, I, I do disobey my parents. I'm just disobeying them, right? No, you're not. Because it's in the Ten Commandments and God has commanded you to honor them. When you disobey them, you are also disobeying God. That's a big thing. For example, let's say I punch my brother. What happens? I get in trouble, right? Okay, let's say I punch my dad. I get in a little bigger trouble, right? Let's say I punch my teacher. I'm in trouble. Let's say, let's take it up. Not, let's say I punch a police officer. One more step. Let's say I try, because it wouldn't be possible, to punch the president of the United States of America. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't even make it. They would shoot me. Catch this point. I've, I've brought this up before. Catch the point in it. Same action, punching. That's all it is. Different consequences. Different consequences, right? Same action, but based on who I'm sinning against, the level of punishment increases. When you sin, what is the level of punishment when you sin against God? When you sin against your parents, 
The level of punishment is eternal. God commands you to obey. Now, some of you guys are sitting in here right now and going, oh my gosh, I'm in so much trouble. Some of you are going, I've disobeyed my parents today. This is a huge problem. I'm just like everybody else in the world and in culture, I thought it was okay to kind of, you know, be a kid and be a son and, and, and mess up. This is my third point for you guys. God loves you. You're like, what? How does he love me? I disobeyed my mom and dad, which means I disobeyed him, which means I deserve eternal punishment because he commanded me to obey. I've, I've, it's right to obey my parents. It's right to obey God. And I've broken both the rules. I, if I were to stand before God on judgment day, he'd be like, hey, you disobeyed your parents. You deserve to go to hell. And that's scary. But listen, in Ephesians 6, there's a chapter before it. If you want to turn back to Ephesians 5, verses 1 through 2. I'm going to read this to you. From this context is what this verse comes from. Listen to this. This is so good for you. If you're in this room, you anticipate your parents. This is everything. This is your linchpin, all right? This is how we resolve the problem of your disobedience, which, by the way, the culture has no resolve for it. That's why they're like, ah, oh, it's okay. They can't resolve the issue of you disobeying your mom and dad, and they say it's okay because that's all they can do. That's all they can do. Is it's like, it's probably not okay, but what are we gonna do about it? We can't do anything about it. But this is, this is the linchpin for you as a Christian. If you're a Christian, this is so good for you. Ephesians 5, verses one through two. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Wait, you're not only children, you can circle children in beloved. You're not only children of your parents, but you're children of God? That's pretty cool. And then it says, and walk in love. Okay, okay, I'm gonna walk in love. But how am I supposed to walk in love? Oh, you walk in the love that Christ has loved upon you. And how did he do that? He gave himself up for you as a sacrifice to God, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Do you, do you get it? Do you understand? You disobeyed, okay? You have sinned against God. You haven't loved your mom and dad and you haven't loved your God. But look what happens. There's the son of God, Jesus, who was born like you and I, who was tempted like you and I to sin and disobey. And yet Jesus never disobeyed God. And do you know what God asked Jesus to do? Have your parents ever asked you to do something you didn't want to do? You know what God the Father asked Jesus to do? God the Father looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, my son who I love and my favor rests upon, will you, I command you to die on the cross. You do not deserve to die, Jesus, but you're gonna die for your little brothers and sisters in Citrus County, Florida. You're going to die to save them and to rescue them. Will you obey me? Or will you not? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus cries out the night before he is to be crucified. He cries out to God, his father. He says, God, is there any other way for me to get out of this? I don't want to do this. You're asking me to do something that is very difficult and hard. He was so broken up by it. It says that his tears were blood coming out of his eyes. He was, he was so broken up over this. And he says this, God, and this is, what we're called to do as sons and daughters. God, not your will. I mean, not my will, but your will be done. Not what I want, God, but what you want. Let it be done. 
And so because he sacrificed and died on the cross, because, and he died unjustly as an as a obedient son, and he did it with joy because he wanted his little brothers and sisters to come home. Because he does this, because he loves you like this, doesn't it make you naturally now? Like, doesn't it put a seed inside your heart to be like, I don't want to disobey my mom and dad. I don't want to cross the line. I don't want to wrong them. If, if Jesus would love me this much, okay. If he's willing to obey God to this extent, okay. Listen, Jesus asked Peter something. Peter's one of the disciples. And when Jesus was being crucified, Peter was asked, do you know Jesus? And he said, no, I do not. He was asked three times. He said, no, I do not. He betrayed Jesus. And Jesus was crucified. Because he, the reason why he did this was because if he were to say, I, I, believe, I, I, I know Jesus, what would mean is he would be crucified with Jesus. He didn't want that. But then Jesus is crucified, rises from the dead, and he meets Peter, makes him breakfast, and he sits down with Peter. And he doesn't reject Peter. He doesn't betray Peter, even though that's what Peter deserved. He befriends him again. And he asks him the question, do you love me? And he asks you guys tonight, do you love me? Do you love Jesus? Yes or no? Do you want to obey him? Yes or no? Do you feel, if you're here tonight, you feel guilty that you have disobeyed him and you've disobeyed God and disobeyed your parents. You feel guilty for that. That's not a bad thing. We worship tonight talking about coming to Jesus with our sin, confessing it to him, and he will make it clean and he will make it right. Tonight, I'll give you the opportunity to pray and confess, God, I've disobeyed my mom and dad. Will you forgive me? And he says this in 1 John 1 that he promises to you that if you are faithful to confess your sins, he will be faithful to forgive you. So confess your sins tonight. Confess that you're disobedient. It's not okay. Someone has to pay for that. Will it be you or will it be your older brother, Jesus? So what are three ways that we can obey our parents? And if you want to take notes, you can write this down. Your, your small groups will talk about this a little bit. What you can do, first thing, think about a way you've disobeyed them recently. You probably should know pretty quickly. Did you talk back to them? Did you yell at them? Did you pitch a fit? Did you not clean your room? Did you not do chores? What, in what way did you disobey them? And listen, do it tonight. When you get in the car, say, Mom and Dad, Mom, Dad, I, I need to say something. I'm sorry. You remember that time I did this? I'm sorry that I disobeyed you. I came home in the early morning when my dad kicked me out. And you know what I mean? my dad did the first thing in the morning? We talked. And I said, sorry. And you know what my dad did? He forgave me. And you know what my dad thinks about me? He loves me. I'm his beloved son. So that's one thing you can do right now tonight. Why don't you do it? The second thing you can do is you can start doing the things that you, they know you're going, they're going to ask you to do. Like each of you guys know that on the weekend, like they're going to ask you to clean your bathroom or put your laundry in the laundry. Like, you know it's happening. Just do it. Jump to it. It's going to happen every weekend. They're going to do it for the rest of your childhood. Stop fighting it. Get over it and just do it. 
for the glory of God, crucify yourself to throwing laundry into the laundry basket. It's so painful, right? Just do it. Every night they ask you to put the dish in the sink and wash it off. They don't even ask you to put it in the dishwasher. Just do it. And here's one more thing. If you're, if you're, and listen, you don't have to do any of these things, by the way. These are just practical ways that you can, I'm just thinking. This is not in scripture. God doesn't say do the dishes. But he does say obey your parents. And if they say do the dishes, do the dishes. So the third thing is look for things that they do that you can do for them. If your dad takes the trash out every Wednesday, take it out. Just be like, I'm going to do that. That is honoring and obeying your mom and dad. And say thank you to them, okay? Listen, your parents love you and adore you. It might not feel like that. It might not going to feel like that going forward for quite some time. But know deep down that they would give up their life for you. Every parent would. Okay? Jesus loves you. Let me pray for you guys. God, we come to you right now and we confess that we have sinned and disobeyed you. We are sorry. Thank you.